from the betting capital of the world. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Wager Talk with Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. It's Thursday here in Sin City, and you are watching Wager Talk. Welcome. All of you viewers on the Sports Street TV Network, welcome Zumo viewers, welcome Sir viewers, welcome those of you watching on Pluto TV, Channel 517. Welcome those of you listening on the iHeartRadio Network and all of our podcast outlets. This is your Sports Central for Betters. I'm Ted Savransky, a.k.a. Teddy Covers, at Teddy underscore Covers on Twitter. Joined by my co-host and good friend, Ralph Michaels, at CalSportsLV on Twitter. And let's get into it, Ralph. We like to start the show we call... B, 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 bad beats, bad bets, bad for the books. What happened last night? Well, we got to give two nights worth of recap because there was no show on Christmas Day. So we will talk about what happened in the BYU-Hawaii game first. But we're going to start with a little recap of the Lakers-Clippers last night. And that, no other way to call it. It was a bad night for the Lake Show. LeBron hurts his groin. The Clips rally from a double-digit deficit in the second half to win the game. And Patrick Beverly, once again, is the instigator uh, for the L.A. Clippers. He had this shot block at the end of the game. He also had the knee that went into LeBron's groin, an, an injury that could have serious ramifications for the Lakers moving forward. No, it's not the same groin he heard last year. It's the other side. Nonetheless, not a good news and not a good night for the Lakers or their backers against the Clips last night. Teddy, I just caught bits and pieces of this game. I've got a question for you. If LeBron is healthy for the entire game, would I'm going to give you a what if. Would the Lakers have won? Um, maybe. <laughs> uh, they could have won. Yeah. It, it, it's not a guarantee that the Lakers would have won if LeBron wasn't hampered by his groin. But I'm not willing to give it to the Lakers automatically because the, uh, I don't know. The answer is I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, that, that, you know, like I said, I didn't watch the end of that game. And, uh, you know, it was a game when I was getting bits and pieces. The Lakers had dominated and even had, what, a, a 12 or 15-point or lead midway through the fourth quarter. Sure. I mean, the, the Lakers usually win games like that, that they're in control of. But the Clips are no joke. Uh, and they showed it last night. Uh, you give that team an inch, they'll take a mile. And they uh, had the opportunity to rally against the Lakes, and they did it. You know, December games don't matter in May and June, but I would anticipate these are the two best teams in the Western Conference. I think we might see seven between these two teams come late May. That'll be a fun series to pay attention to. Bottom feeders on Christmas. We saw the Warriors win straight up. We saw the Pelicans win. Uh, straight up. What's going on with the bad teams on Christmas Day? Everybody showed up. Yeah, the Warriors sure did. You know, I went back and and just to give our guys a little recap for this season now, dogs of nine or more, 50 and 50 against the spread. There's been a hundred of them. So it's been a coin toss. Straight up, 14 wins in those hundred games. So 14% of the time, those dogs of nine or more win like the Warriors did yesterday. Yeah, and I mean, for you know, it wasn't Houston's best game. Well, this is three wins in a row now for Golden State. And Draymond Green showed something yesterday. Is this a buy sign, perhaps, for the, the Warriors, who've been 
true bottom feeders all season. They've shown signs in the last week or two of coming back to life. Well, I'm going to steal a line from you, Teddy, in when the Warriors have Draymond Green, they can't compete when they don't or he's not 100%. They are the worst team in basketball. Yeah, the Pelicans with back-to-back wins as well. They've played better basketball. And again, I we noticed it in the game against Portland earlier in the week where that line looked short and the line looked short against yesterday. Brandon Ingram developing into a superstar down in New Orleans. They'll get Zion back in the not-too-distant futures. Pelicans could be a moneymaker. An under-the-radar, perhaps, moneymaker until Zion gets back. We saw the Raptors finally run out of gas. They played a couple of great games. They rallied. Well, I don't know, great games. They rallied from 30 down, 30 points down to win the game uh, against uh, uh, Dallas. And then, second night of back-to-backs, they go to Indiana, give the Pacers everything they can handle, take that game into overtime. But less than 36 hours turnaround time, early start game on Christmas morning. Raptors were a no-show yesterday. Boston ran them out of the gym. Yeah, well, you know, the Raptors now 2-2 two and two since losing Gasol and Norman Powell and, and uh, Siakam, and Boston got the addition of, of Smart. Uh, played limited minutes, but I think it was a big win for Boston to go in there and, and know that they could beat Toronto. You know, it's a team they're likely going to face moving on in the playoffs or, you know, have, have a good scenario that they'll play them. So uh, an important win for the Celtics. Don't discount it. Yeah, they've had a lot of troubles in Toronto. Worth noting, Enos Cantor played a rare game outside the continental United States, the country much. He did for this one. Uh, let's talk Diamond Head Classic real quick. You know, the books burned with Houston money last night. Cougars bet from pick'em up to minus three. They won the game by four. The Washington Huskies had a pretty good tournament. Not yesterday they didn't. They ran out of steam. They did. Uh, you know, it was a game where Washington counts on their defense. This is the same defense that Syracuse uses. Hopkins was the coach there. Uh, they're a team that, you know, if they run against a team that can get pressure on the point guard, they're going to struggle. So uh, uh, Cougars impressed me winning winning the tournament like they did. Yeah, me too. I thought it was a, a, a strong showing last night. And again, Washington's defense, not easy to prepare for. thought Houston did a nice job of it last night. And of course, New Year's Eve, a wild game between BYU and Hawaii. Hawaii took a big lead. BYU rallied, tied it. Looked like they were going to win the game. But a four-play drive at the end for Hawaii and a bunch of BYU bad possessions in the second half. They won the rushing battle 231-2 to two in that game, but they lost straight up and they lost ATS. The pass heard around the world, Teddy. BYU fourth and two. What do they do? They they pass the ball, uh, you know, and then and then don't run the ball when you had that that edge with the offensive line in the second half. So that'll be a play second guessed for quite a while. Sure, uh, no question about that one. Bottom line, Hawaii gets the money. BYU backers go home unhappy. Line movers coming up next. Stay on the grid. NFL 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. So, Wait Your Talk is a new show. We've only been around a couple of months. Ralph and I love doing this. We love doing it every weekday for you, except for Christmas. We off again on New Year's Day, by the way. But generally, every weekday, we will be here for you. But we need your help. We're trying to build something here. We're trying to build something real. There is no true sports central for gamblers out there. We're trying to create one. So I'm asking you for your help. You can find us on YouTube at Sports Grid Network. That's all fantasy and sports wagering all the time. Give a follow. Again, on YouTube at Sports Grid Network. On Instagram at Sports Grid TV. Again, worth a follow. Do it right now. Help us help you build the biggest show about sports in the universe right here on Sports Grid. Line movers time. And we're going to focus today on the NFL because we got a ton of college bowls to talk about for the rest of the show. So we're going to look at all the big line moves in NFL right now here and line movers. Where's the money going? Why is it going in that direction? And let's start in Minnesota, where the Vikings, they're locked into the number six seed. Can't go up, can't go down. Surprise then. We're seeing market support for the Bears and for the under. But the question, of course, is do the Bears merit any market support at this stage of the campaign? And even if Zimmer does rest starters, Who's he going to rest? How much are they worth? What's your take? Vikings and Bears. So far, the money 
for Chicago and the under in a quote-unquote meaningless Week 17 tilt? Well, you know, I think Dalvin Cook has to be 100% to play him. And, you know, since he's listed as questionable and was limited through their walkthrough yesterday, I can't see him playing Cook. I don't even know if they play Madison. So, you know, uh, seeing the offense we did at home against Green Bay with Mike Boone at running back, uh, there's no way I can back Minnesota. Uh, you know, the the question is, <clears throat> and Teddy, we ask these questions and we don't have the answers to them. Does he want to rest starters and be healthy and perhaps go into the playoffs with a 10-point performance and 139 yards at home against Green Bay and another poor offensive performance and a sub-200-yard performance against Chicago? Or, you know, do you want to go in with some momentum? You know, we don't know the answer to that. But, yeah, you know, it looks to me if the Bears have semi-quit on offense or are so loose, but there's something about weak 17 or game number 16s against your division rival that still brings out the best in, in players. So agree with the under, uh, no opinion on the side move. Yeah, I'll tell you this. You can bet Chicago in a pick em game if you want, or plus one, a game they have to win. Not my money. <laughs> uh, not this Bears team. Not at this stage uh, of the campaign. And not with Minnesota coming off a dismal showing on Monday Night Football road playoff game week. Zimmer's not laying down this week, not from the impression that I've gotten out of his quotes. The Browns and the Bengals, another meaningless Week 17 game, but we're seeing heavy money on this one. And all the money, Ralph, is coming on the under. Not too hard to understand why, despite the fact the Bengals had a wild shootout last week. Huh? Marcus not expecting that this week. Browns, Bengals total. This one's been bet all the way down 44. I'm seeing 43 and a half out there. Well, Teddy, I looked something up, and just this is FYI, going back to 2010, just blindly in in week 17 or game number 16, unders have hit 57.1%. So, uh, you know, that makes sense to me. You know, it's a game where you look at the Browns, they still are four and three of their last seven games. You know, the Baltimore game, they might have out, got outgained by 240 yards, but uh, I expect the Browns to finish strong. So I actually would lean the opposite way with this line move. I would lean with Cleveland, and I would lean with the over. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're not going to ask Cincinnati to win a game. Uh, although they did lock up the number one draft pick last week, so they can win this week with impunity moving forward. Ravens and the Steelers. Well, Baltimore, they're not sitting everybody, but they're sitting a guy who certainly attracts a fair bit of market attention. That, of course, being Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson to RG3. I've been asking everyone all day, how much of a drop-off is it? How much of a drop-off is it? And not one person is giving me less than a touchdown. A lot of people are giving me 8, 9, 10 points between Lamar Jackson and RG3. Even if Lamar Jackson's worth 10 points compared to RG3, this line still valid with Pittsburgh as chalk? Pittsburgh and under taking all the money. Yeah, I said it yesterday. I, I will have Baltimore on my card as a dog. You know, Robert Griffin is better than the duck. There's no question. This Pittsburgh offense in the last eight games 
Their high was 339 yards at Cincinnati, and the only other time they topped 320 yards was at home against Cleveland. Going on the road for this this Ravens team that's a prideful defensive unit that's allowing under 4.4 yards per carry, uh, the potential to knock a division foe from the playoff race, uh, uh, color color me the purple of the Ravens. I'm with you on this one 100%. And again, the Ravens are going to get a bye week. So they'll have a chance to rest everybody for two weeks. There are four or five guys that are going to sit this week, and they do matter. But my pure powering number on this game has Pittsburgh as a 14-point underdog. I'm interested in Baltimore plus two and a half. Let's talk Philly and the Giants. This is a meaningful tilt, just like the Steelers-Ravens is a meaningful tilt. The Eagles have to win or hope Dallas loses if they're going to go to the playoffs and clinch the NFC East. But the markets are saying, don't expect a walkover for the Eagles in this one. Money for the Giants against the must-win Philadelphia Eagles. Philly down to minus four and a half. Yeah, this, the, the line move surprised me. You know, I talked about the Giants, and, you know, I think it's a great way to finish the season. You, you beat Miami by 16, and you go into Washington, and you have a 191-yard edge, and you have your offense of the future clicking. So, uh, you know, the Giants, you're going to get the best effort. But, uh, you know, on paper to me, the Eagles are clearly the better team in this in this line mode. And, I think you get a lot of confidence having done this a couple years ago, you know, fighting back, fighting for your lives. You talked about it. It wasn't a pretty win against the Giants, but it was a win. It wasn't a pretty win at Washington and should have never been a 10-point margin, but it was a win. You play your game against Dallas, and now you're playing the Giants again. Um, I won't be on either side, and if I had to just give the slightest of leans, I I would lean over in this game, and I would and I'd give no opinion on the side. Yeah, the Eagles' defense has a really sharp home road dichotomy. They've been good in Philadelphia. They have not been good outside of Philadelphia, not even a little bit. Uh, and the numbers are really striking when you look at it, and when you watch them play, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. I don't trust Philly to win this game by margin, especially with Daniel Jones coming off a five touchdown performance last week. Giants might be live. In this one. So Petty, your your numbers yeah. to support that Philadelphia at home, number one in the NFL, 274 yards per game. That's what they're allowing on the road. They're allowing 390 yards per game. So 116 yards per game more and pass completions at home, 56% pass completions on the road. They're allowing 65%. Sure. That pass defense has been spotty at best in hostile road environments. The Detroit Lions have been a hard team for the bookmakers. They can't attract any Detroit money. They keep putting the money, the point spread higher and higher. They're still not attracting Detroit money. Here it is week 17, and they still can't attract any Lions bets at all. I mean, the numbers are, you know, shocking. Right now, we're talking about Detroit as what? A 13-point home dog? Or, uh, sorry, 13-point road dog. Bottom line, why can't I find the game? I'm looking over here, my head's crooked. And I don't see Detroit. There it is. Uh, sorry. 12 and a half point home dog right now. Hey, nobody wants a line. It's a, a no for me and a no for me. There's no way I want to back Detroit. And there's no way I'm laying that point spread with Green Bay. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> it's one of those games. When the point spread like that is where it is, easiest pass on the board. Don't want the dog. Too many points for the favorite. Big game breakdowns coming up next. We're talking college bowl. Stay tuned right here on Wager Talk. Get on the grid. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Want to be the next daily fantasy millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with the DailyRoto.com optimizer and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much, much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. That's D-U-N-K, DUNK. Visit dailyroto.com dunk to learn more. That's dailyroto.com slash dunk. Dailyroto.com, where millionaires are made. Let's talk bowls. What do you say? It's about that time, don't you think? And there's a bowl that's kicking off in what? Half hour, 35 minutes from now. A little bit late for analysis, but... If you're sitting there right now, like, am I going to play this game? What am I going to do? Let's give him a quick hitter. Independence Bowl, Miami, Florida, back up to minus seven against Louisiana Tech. This is as low as five uh, at some places. 
earlier during bowl season. Total 49. And the big question for everybody, at least for me and most of the people that I've talked to, is which Miami team shows up? Do they care about the Independence Bowl in Shreveport against La Tech? Because if the Canes don't care, Kip Holtz team does. But if the Canes do care, they're a lot better than Louisiana Tech on both sides of the ball. What's your take here? Miami, La Tech, again, this one kicking off in less than an hour. Well, for those that are going to turn on the game, they're going to see Jamar Smith as the quarterback for La Tech. Teddy, we talked about how much Lamar Jackson was worth for Baltimore. Well, I can tell you this. Jamar Smith was suspended for two games against Marshall and UAB. They went 9-1 and one in the games he played, only a loss on the road at Texas. They averaged 39 points and almost 500 yards per game. The two games he missed, they scored 10 and 14 points, and they totaled 531 yards. So we know how much Jamar Smith is worth. I agree with you. LaTeX has played the weakest schedule of all 130 teams. And they are only plus 55 yards per game. Miami has played a schedule 66 spots higher, number 64 in the country, and they are plus 71 yards per game. The Miami defense is the key. If Miami's defense is focused and slows them down, I think Miami and under. If they're not focused, I think you have La Tech and the over. So I think both sides are uh, clearly correlated with the totals as far as this bowl game goes. That makes a ton of sense. And I agree with your assessment. If La Tech's going to hang around in this game, they got to put points uh, on the board. I think Miami will find a way to get theirs. Tonight, the quick lane bowl. Pitt taking money all day today. This was 12, what, an hour or two ago. Now they're up to 13. We're seeing a little bit of over money as well. The 48 and a half have a little shaded uh, juice to the over. I'm seeing 49s popping up. Is Pitt interested at all in a bowl game in Detroit? I know their fan base was, and they struggled to sell. They didn't sell their allotment of tickets, and it wasn't a big allotment. That being said, Eastern Michigan, yeah, the game's in Detroit. So it's, what, about a 40-minute drive from Ypsilanti. I'll take the under 40 minutes if there's no traffic. But it's not like Eastern Michigan has this enormous fan base. They don't. They don't. They struggle to draw 10,000 at home anyway. So this is going to be a fairly empty building at Ford Field today. Does Pitt have enough to stick it to Eastern Michigan? The markets are saying, yes, they do, despite Pat Marduzzi's bull struggles as the Pitt Panthers head coach. I got to the window with Eastern Michigan, Teddy, and that was before we've seen this line move. So obviously I don't agree with the line move. Mike Glass is a legitimate quarterback, and it's going to take him passing the ball. Pittsburgh's an elite defense as far as passing goes. On the year, they're allowing 50.3% completions. Those numbers are unheard of. Now, granted, the competition wasn't great that they faced, so they're not the top team as far as pass efficiency D goes. But, you know, I really I really think they're going to struggle as an offense down the stretch. They only topped 380 yards in one game, and that was uh, that was that North Carolina game where they put up 498 yards. Yes, Eastern Michigan's defense gives up a lot of points as well. I think it's going to be a higher-scoring game. I lean Eastern, obviously, because I went to the window with them already, 
and I lean with the over. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, you you have more trust in the Eagles than I do. Um, you know, I've watched them play a couple times this year, and I've been unimpressed. I remember the Kentucky game stood out to me where they got run out of the gym by a mediocre team. Uh, and if Pitt can dominate the line of scrimmage the way I think Pitt can, it might be a long day for Eastern Michigan, or a long night, I should say, and that game likely to stay under the total. If Pitt doesn't show and doesn't bring their A game, the Eagles can win this game straight up. That's certainly not anything unusual or unheard of, and not like Pitt is a dominant team, and it's not like they blow teams out on a regular basis. But Pitt's A game, Eastern's A game, I'll take my chances with the oh, Panthers. Yeah. Military Bowl, early start on Friday. The original line move, all Temple money. The last 24 hours, all North Carolina money. Are they betting against Rod Carey and his bad track record in bowls from Northern Illinois? Or is there more to this? Because the Tar Heels certainly haven't been a let's lay points with them type of team this season. Tar Heels, minus six and 53 against the Owls. Well, you know, Teddy, I am one that's going to bring this up again. A 6-6 six and six record is a powerful bowl motivator. And just blindly playing 6-6 six and six teams, you've gone 66% since 2000. Blindly playing 6-6 six and six teams. You now have the excitement that Mac Brown brings in his first year. The competitiveness in the game. The finishing with a losing record or a winning record against a Temple team. And what is Rod Carey's record at Northern Illinois? He was 0-6 ATS as a bulldog. And I, I give coaching records more strength in the bowls. When a coach has proven to me he knows how to win in bowl games, he gets the extra check mark. When a coach has proven to me he has not done well in bowl games, I don't expect them to all of a sudden get better. The opposite team gets a check mark for me. I like the heels. All that being said, the MAC conference as a whole struggled throughout the tenure that Rod Carey was there. So, yes, Northern Illinois was a bad bowl team for him. I'll believe you more if Temple gets wiped out tomorrow, or if Temple doesn't, you know, isn't in the game. Then I'll say Rod Carey can't coach bowls. At Northern Illinois, a lot of times they were just outclassed uh, in the bowl losses that he suffered. Interesting game and a fun one to wake up with tomorrow. That'll be over, or that'll be going on or finishing as we go on air tomorrow followed by the pinstripe bowl which will be going when we're on air tomorrow michigan state minus three and a half minus fours mostly now total 50 or so spartans certainly weren't a good favorite this year and wake forest appears to have a healthy qb but when it comes to defensive pedigree there's no comparison between these two teams michigan state has one wake forest Defensive pedigree, not so good. I like Michigan State, and I like the over. You know, uh, another six-win team here that I look at with, um, you have to remember, this uh, at the beginning of the year, now, you know, this doesn't always work, but I would say that Michigan State at the beginning of the year, remember, they returned 17 starters. They were one of the favorites in the Big Ten. They probably would have been a 14-point favorite in this game, maybe even 17. Uh, you know, Jimmy Newman's had a nice season, banged up late. Uh, the question was, was he going to be 100%? You know, obviously, you know, the reports are now that he's healthy. But, uh, you know, I think with the extra prep practices, the extra bowl practices, I think Lewerke gets it right. 
I think they can run the ball on a on a um, Wake Forest defense that, you know, their numbers aren't gaudy, but on the road they were. They allowed 456 yards per game. So strength to strength, I think you're going to have a Michigan State team motivated at 6-6. Six and six. And it's worth noting, the Spartans went 3-9 and nine against the spread this year. That was the single worst point spread record of any bowl team. If you've taken the team with the single worst point spread record in bowl season over the last 31 years, you're on 22-9 ATS, and Spartans fall into that system at Yankee Stadium tomorrow. Let's talk Texas Bowl. The Aggies of Texas A&M minus 6.5. This was 7 everywhere. We've seen some buyback on Oklahoma State. Of course, it opened 4 in a lot of places. Total of 54, Cowboys against the Aggies. This should be a fun one between two former conference rivals. It is my biggest bowl bet so far this year. You know, I jumped on I jumped on AM early this year. And you, you look at, you know, everyone knows what they've played. Everyone knows, you know, they are the best five-loss team in the country, probably in the history of college football. Losses at Clemson, losses at Georgia. Losses at LSU at home against Auburn and Alabama. So Oklahoma State is is a is a shell of itself from the team that put up all those numbers. You had injuries to your quarterback, injuries to your top wide receiver, and that same offense that was so dynamic, 285 yards at West Virginia, 335 yards at Oklahoma. Will Jimbo Fisher have his team motivated, even though it's a very disappointing season? He absolutely will. And guess what? Every once in a while, I get surprised. You know, I update, I, I put in the lines overnight, and then I usually go back once in the morning and update again. Since the last time I looked at them, those six and a halfs are gone. The sixes are gone. I'm seeing five and a halfs now uh, for uh, A&M. There's a big move as we speak. There are fives popping up on AM right now. So somebody out there likes Oklahoma State a whole lot and they're betting it as we speak. We have no John Murray today, which means more bowl breakdowns plus some NFL discussion coming up next. Wager Talk continues. Get on the grid. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome back to Wager Talk. Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels breaking down the world of sports and sports betting for you on a Thursday, the day after Christmas. And Ralph, we're talking college bowls right now. We will talk a little NFL in this segment as well. But let's finish the games for tonight and talk a little bit about tomorrow's contest as well. Maybe some for Saturday too. The Holiday Bowl or tomorrow. Let's finish the games for tomorrow, I mean, and then get to Saturday's games as well. Holiday Bowl, this is an interesting one. Iowa minus two. They're two and a halves popping up there right now. The Hawkeyes are certainly getting some wise guy love today. Total 52 against USC. And USC thrives in games against poor defensive teams or undisciplined foes. Iowa is not a poor defensive team. And Iowa is most assuredly not uh, the type of foe that is undisciplined. So... Do the Hawkeyes merit being chalkier over USC? You grid out personnel-wise, USC's better at position after position. But do we trust the Trojans to bring their A game against a Hawkeyes team that has been a very feisty foe and a defensive-minded foe for every team they face this year? There is no question that Kirk Ferentz garners the edge over Clay Helton. But when you're looking at matchups, I just like USC in this matchup. I think the line is where it's at, Teddy, because the Pac-12 coming into the season was 3-17-1 against the spread. Well, make it 4-17-1 now because Washington already beat Boise. But I look at in the second half of the year, Iowa's only played one team that can even be considered close to a passing team, and that's Minnesota. I only call Minnesota a passing team because they had two 1,000-yard receivers. First time that's been done in the Pac-12. Well, what did they do against Minnesota? Even though that Minnesota team was a first-time undefeated team going on the road to Iowa, they still passed for 368 yards. And the difference in USC this year to me is O.C. Graham Harrell. Where Helton used to call the plays and take his foot off the gas, Harrell has not taken his foot off the gas. Pittman, St. Brown's, Vaughn, you've got three receivers that are going to play in the NFL. Add Stephen Carter to the mix, who has 19 receptions, you know, as a running back. 
Um, I, I just think there's too many weapons. And will USC be motivated? Listen, this is a big bull, especially for a coach who didn't know if he was going to have a job. And secondly, super special, special because they didn't go to a bowl last year. That's a prideful program that's coming off a season without going to a bowl. I am on the Trojans. I certainly wouldn't talk you out of that side. I do think that USC's A game is a heck of a lot better than Iowa's A game. So we go from the Holiday Bowl, best bowls. You know, the Holiday Bowl year in, year out. It's fun. The name we recognize. The Cheez-It Bowl doesn't have that same flair to it. And yet, we have a Cheez-It Bowl tomorrow night. Air Force, minus two and a half. Total 68 and a half against Washington State. I have one rule. I don't have many rules. This is a rule I don't break. I don't fade service academies in bowl games. They always show. Total-wise, Ralph, this total stood out to me as being potential because Washington State is going to do chuck the football around. That's not what Air Force is to stop. What does Air Force want to do? They're going to run that option. That's not what Washington State is built to stop. So both offenses, in theory, should be able to create some big plays in this game. But in an Air Force game with an option team, you don't get 15 possessions a squad. You only get sometimes sessions a squad. That'll make a big difference, a side, which will make a big difference if you're trying to get up and over 68 and a half, even 69s out there right now. Cheese it, Bull. What do you got? Yeah, but this Air Force squad is quite a bit different, Teddy. They've thrown the ball 114 times this year. They have 14 touchdown passes. They put up 44 against New Mexico, 56 against Hawaii, 41 San Jose, 48 Colgate. Uh, basically, I am just going to completely agree with your assessment on the total that both teams' strengths match up very well against the opponent's defenses. I like the over as well. Sure, but the holiday one's the one that always gets these wild games. The Cheez-It Bowl has no wild game history. Holiday Does Bowl it have any history? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a new sponsor. Bottom line, let's talk Camping World Bowl. Notre Dame, minus three and a half, total 54 and a half against Iowa State. This early start action on Saturday and is a struggle. These are two quarterbacks I like. But it's also two defenses I like. And I like them a lot. And after playing for a national championship last year, is Notre Dame interested in playing in the Camping World Bowl on the 28th of December? I've actually gone back and forth on this game, Teddy. So I'm not going to be much help sharing my thoughts. You know, Iowa State is a is a team I really like this year. It's a coaching staff I really like. Looking at the numbers. Iowa State's played the number 22 toughest uh, schedule. I mean, number eight toughest schedule. They're plus 97 yards per game. Notre Dame, plus 105 yards per game with the 15th schedule. The difference is the turnovers Notre Dame got. They were plus 15. Iowa State was actually minus one. I originally leaned Iowa State. My latest lean, though, is with the Irish because I've impressed what they've done and they they stay focused and I think they will be focused in this game. There is a legitimate sharp square divide on the next game. Joes are back in Penn State minus the seven. Pros have taken Memphis plus seven and a half and they're not shy about taking Memphis plus seven as well. Now, we all know that Memphis's coaching staff <laughs> isn't what it was prior to the start of bowl season. All that said, 
How interested in Penn State in the Cotton Bowl against Memphis? Nittany Lions minus seven, total 60 and a half game. Franklin's been real good at beating the teams he's supposed to beat throughout his tenure in Happy Valley. Is Memphis a team that Penn State's supposed to beat? Memphis is a team Penn State's supposed to beat. And for those that, you know, say, oh, your coaching staff is gone, uh, let me remind people that FAU's coaching staff was gone as well, and it didn't really affect them. So, again, it depends on how many levels the team has. You know, was the OC involved with the head coach calling the plays? Was the OC the play caller, and was his assistant in the next level? I, you know, I, I'm excited about what Memphis did. They, they proved to me that they deserve to be the group of five team. And while we could say that there's been many group of five teams that have pulled the upset UCF against Auburn and the, the group of five has a very of solid history of covering against the power five teams. Most of those Power 5 teams were in a bubble burst situation. That's not the case for this Penn State team. Penn State is excited to be with a in a, a New Year's Day 6 bowl, and I think that's the difference in the game. The past teams were not excited to be playing this group of 5 team. I think Penn State is excited, and they obviously have the superior talent. Yeah, uh, I'm still interested in Memphis as a dog there. I haven't pulled the trigger yet. But I'm leaning in that direction. Let's talk Clemson, Ohio State. And we're not going to go deep into LSU, Oklahoma. We spent about 15 minutes on that game on Tuesday's show. If you want to go back, check the archives. Ralph and I did a deep dive on the game and the props. But here, let's at least talk a little props and a little game. Clemson, minus two, two and a half, total 63 and a half against Ohio State. And it's a Buckeyes team, Ralph. That's been pretty darn good in the underdog role for a long, long time. Well, let me ask our viewers, which is the most important stat? Ohio State has gone 15 and two as a dog going all the way back to 2009. Or let me give you an opposite stat. Dabo Sweeney, nine and one against the spread his last 10 bowl games slash National Championship playoff game. So you have the best postseason coach going up against a first-year head coach. Sure, the best postseason coach against a program with as good a trekker as the dog you're going to find this side of Tom Herman. Although some of those were Tom Herman covers. As an underdog, let's not forget when Ohio State last won a national title, they won both games as underdogs. Just saying. Prop shop, first touchdown. First score, I should say, touchdown minus 300, any other plus 240. You think, I mean, and 63 and a half seems high, especially if, if Fields isn't 100%. What's your take on this one uh, when it comes to first score? I thought that a field goal here is more likely than plus 240, don't you? Completely agree with that thought, and I lean the under as well. I, I think there's going to be a feeling out process. I think... Uh, you know, the most you're going to get is one drive, like Michigan did when they surprised Ohio State, changing some things in the beginning. Uh, Justin Fields being 85% is even a concern to me. He's going to have a smaller brace on than he did against Michigan. And he's the key to me. If Justin Fields is 100% and can get those big first downs running the ball, I think, you know, I favor Ohio State. Since he wasn't 100%, 
and putting up Ryan Day against Dabo Sweeney, you know, that had me on the Clemson side. Trevor Lawrence, over under 19 and a half completions. Lawrence, over under two and a half touchdowns. The over, plus 110. And when you see Lawrence at two and a half touchdowns of the over, plus 110, and the total sitting in the mid-60s, to me, that doesn't mesh. You know, it doesn't make sense to me how this total is as high as it is, despite the fact that Fields the same way. He's priced at two touchdowns, a rare two touchdowns, usually one and a half or two and a half. Fields is a flat two at minus 110. So even if both QBs go over the total on passing touchdowns, the game still needs another four TDs, five TDs to get over, Ralph. What's your take in terms of the completion numbers and the touchdown numbers? Lawrence, 19 and a half, Fields, 17 and a half. Well, I am looking at at Fields since the Florida State game, his last seven games, he's had three, 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 four, and three touchdown passes. So he's had at least three touchdown passes in each of his last seven games. Now I will say this, the best defense in that mix is either Florida State Boston College or South Carolina, nowhere near the defense and the pressure he'll get with Ohio State. So, I, you know, he has only been sacked 13 times. He was sacked three times against Wake Forest, twice against Virginia. The Buckeyes, number one in the country, are number two with 51 sacks. And, you know, Michigan slowed Bosa down. Wisconsin slowed, I excuse me, Bosa, you know, uh, as I have the Bosa's on my head, um, they slowed Robbins. the pass rush down. Thank you. They slowed the pass rush down, but I think I think they're gonna. Ohio State's gonna come up with a defensive plan. I like under first half more than I like under in the game because the offenses may make some adjustments at halftime, and you have two excellent coaches to do that. Chase Young, by the way, was the guy we were looking for. <laughs> I was Appreciate like it. Dobbins. I don't, I don't know where you were going, but Chase Young, of course. Uh, the a potential number one overall pick, every bit as good as either of the Bosa brothers in terms of running, uh, rushing uh, the passer. Uh, real quick, let's talk to two running backs. Travis Etienne, 99 and a half rushing yards over under. J.K. Dobbins, 95 and a half. Any opinion on either of those two, Ralph? Teddy, we have probably the two best defenses in the country. Clemson allowing 3.0 yards per carry. Buckeyes allowing 2.8 yards per carry. I think each team needs the quarterbacks to win for them. I don't think they get it done in the running game. When we come back, Ralph is going to give you some do not miss Week 17 TNA. No, not that TNA. It's trends and angles. Stay tuned. Stay on the grid when Wager talking. DailyRoto.com NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. We're in the home stretch. Of wager talk on a, on a Thursday. I get this is one of these weeks where you just don't know what day of the week it is, you know? Because yeah. we had yesterday off and I was a Monday, Friday, Tuesday. It's Thursday. I'm pretty sure of it. And Ralph has some TNA for us to discuss. Trends and angles. Get your mind out of the gutter. Ralph, what do you have for week 17 in the NFL? And what are we going to do about those six and six bowl teams? Well, Teddy, you know, the six and six bowl teams we've talked about have a positive record. It's a big motivation to have a winning record or a losing record the rest of your career. Well, so I looked up NFL teams, NFL teams that are seven and eight going into the final game since 2000. If you're a home favorite, you covered 68% of your games. So that's only the Dallas Cowboys. They're in a little different situation, but a seven and eight team at home in the week's finals games as a home favorite, 68%. Going back to 1989, away dogs that are eight and seven, you already have at least a 500 season. Those away dogs, seven, 15, and three, only 32% against the spread. So positive for seven and eight, negative for eight and seven. Week game number 16 road teams, Teddy. Just blindly playing road teams, the final game of the season, 58.1% since 2015. Road teams in the final game off a straight-up win their previous game, 22-10, and 10, 69% against the spread. And as I mentioned before, just looking at blindly playing every game over-under, 57% to the under going back since 2010, the final week of the season. Weather players resting, games that don't mean a lot of. So, again, 57% is not a wow, but if you're deciding whether to play an over or passing, 
think about that record as you're making that final decision. Sure, it might, it might point towards passing in that one. Ralph, that's a ton of info, but the bottom line as a general concept is the seven and eight teams in the NFL worth a wager, especially in the underdog role or in the favorites role, actually. Favorites uh, role. Yeah. All through, yeah, the favorites role, optimal for the seven and eight teams this weekend. Thanks so much for watching. We'll be back again tomorrow. Another loaded show here on the Sports Grid TV network. Stay tuned for At the Window with Drew Martin and Sean Guastamacchia coming up right now. Have a great day. Best of luck.